1: I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I'm
2: Rob Black, talking all things financial. But joining me now, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen, Chief Economist at Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, how's the economy doing? A uh, bit of
1: an unknown, I guess. You know, I think that. How so? A lot of the headlines have been soft. You know, we've had payrolls that have underperformed. The manufacturing sector is definitely slowing down. Um, you know, things aren't looking as strong as they once were. You know, only a few months ago, when the, when the Fed was really anxious about raising rates. Uh, I don't know if this is a temporary, you know, lull. You know, a lot of the facts that were well, a lot of the problems in the manufacturing sector. Are you know a confluence of you know weak um, global markets and strong dollar, and we're starting to see the impact of that and it's definitely hurting that sector. but you know overall things are just humming along. I mean nothing is really really too terrible it's just nothing's too great.
2: I saw a report today tied towards real estate in the United States, where it says real estate prices are going up and rents are going up, and it kind of questioned international markets are struggling to get out of the 2008 recession of the United States. Why is there a disconnect? Because wages aren't going up and yet real estate is, and international markets are going down and yet real estate's going up. It was it didn't make a, a compelling case for the problem because it basically said inventories are the real reason. Um, But is there a bubble in real estate? Is there a disconnect in real estate in the United States versus what we're seeing worldwide and inside the United States with wages? I think
1: you hit it perfectly when you said that, you know, the inventories are a problem, and that really is. I mean, think about what was going on, you know, circa 2006. You know, the bubble was popping. You know, construction was slowing down almost instantaneously, and housing starts plummeted to, you know, multi-multi-decade lows, Yet at the same time it's not like all the people that lived in the United States just died off. Um, people still were born, people aged into, you know, the eighteen year olds, they aged into the twenty four year old bracket. Now, these are people that would normally be moving out of their parents' home and into a into a you know, in their apartment or a place of their own. And the supply that was, you know, overbuilt understandably, all of a sudden got really constrained. I mean, the, the amount of people that were coming through, there wasn't enough homes to meet that demand. So, I mean, the basic mechanism of supply and demand, you had low supply, decently high demand just because of the constraints on population growth. And all of a sudden, prices started, you know, returning and returning with a vengeance. And, you know, a lot of the problems we're still seeing, you know, that, People would probably like to get out of their homes or trade up, but they're either underwater still or they just don't have the ability to, to finance a new mortgage or something to that extent. So you have a lot of low-entry homes that are still not being into the market, which is preventing first-time home buyers from coming to the market. So the only thing we're left are, are really the expensive or the more expensive homes, and it's difficult to afford those. So it's pushing up rents because the the owners of the rental properties know that they can charge higher because there's no uh, way that the renters are going to be able to move into a new home. And if that's going to be a constraint, you have prices going everywhere up. Now, the flip side, as you mentioned, is that wages are stagnant. So what you're seeing is more people spending more part of their income, a larger portion of their income, on uh, housing, which is – Not a good thing because that limits purchases and other goods, and it pushes deflationary pressures on the other sectors. So, you know, clothing sectors, for example, you know, for the last, you know, several years have been fighting for uh, customers. I mean, you've seen it with, you know, you know, it was kind of ironic, but the Joseph A. Bank commercials, you know, saying "Buy one, get seven free." Uh, That's the only way to get people into the stores is to offer deep discounts, because Consumers don't have the ability to spend more, you know, and a lot of their money is being taken up on on rents. They're, they're sucking things out.
2: Okay. Um, where do we go from here with that? Because the Federal Reserve is going to announce something today. They're going to release a statement. Uh, are they taking into account that a lot of the things that you're throwing out there, or do you think they're going to, you know, focus on their quote-unquote mandate of you know, there's almost enough inflation, but not quite. And job growth seems to be where they want it to be to raise interest rates. Are the the external factors basically doing the job for them, or do they need to raise rates to
1: change uh, things Well, I think they're going up? to be, you know, focusing on their inflation target. I think that they, the unemployment mandates you, know, you know, it's been met to, to a pretty good extent. I mean, I would argue that the unemployment rate is still Biased downward by a number of people that have left the labor force due to being discouraged as opposed to just leaving a normal retirement, but the amount of the biases has decreased substantially you know we 're at an unemployment rate that's probably in real terms you know if we get rid of the biases is about you know six percent maybe a little bit higher than that, and that 's a normal time that the Fed would raise rates that 's a normal output gap that the Fed would say okay we 're closing in on full employment let's let 's move on that. The other side, though, is inflation. You know, we're not seeing wage growth. We're not seeing any wage growth. And you have an, uh, you know, an inflation rate that is well below the Fed's target. You know, core inflation is well below the Fed's target. Commodity prices are soft at best. You know, we've been seeing oil prices come back down again. You know, we're, not seeing a, we're not seeing medium-term inflation growth. And the market is aware of that, because even if you look at the market's long-term expectations, if you take the five-year, five-year forward, which is basically saying what's the average inflation rate for five years starting five years from now? And that's basically saying that let's get out of the current business cycle that we're in. Let's say we have another up-and-down move. What's the Fed actually going to be maintaining for inflation growth? And that should be, you know, right around two and a half to two and a half, uh, right around 2.25 to two and a half percent, because the Fed's target for CPI is about two and a half percent, and it's at 1.7 to 1.8 percent right now. So the market's saying the Fed can't maintain its inflation target, and it doesn't expect inflation to accelerate. So if that's the case, why would the Fed raise rates into that spectrum? You know, and I don't see it happening. I see the Fed saying, you know, we're going to hold off here. We're going to wait until wage growth starts returning. We're going to wait till we see that the market, the consumers, that businesses all expect inflation to return to that two percent target for the PCE number, two and a half percent for the CPI. And when it gets there, we'll raise rates. And I'm, I'm really hoping that that's what they're, uh, you know, that's what they're going to say today.
2: Anything else that you're seeing in the economy that you think we should be made aware of? As I know your insights are bigger than some of the questions
1: that I can answer. Ask. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right at it. I think that market's very very tied and tuned towards what the Fed is going to do. And I think that you look at the Fed, and everyone wants to see where they're going because everyone wants to make a decision based on, you know, purchasing versus investments. How is that going to affect the capital markets? How is it going to affect the treasury markets? How is it going to affect the bond markets? You know, we look at all this type of stuff, and, and it all falls back on the Fed's shoulders. And right now, the Fed is going to be tied to how inflation is performing. And if we don't see an uptick in inflation and we continue to see weakness and we continue to see global weakness, which is going to push down commodity prices or at least keep commodity price growth soft, and we're going to prevent the, uh, the U.S. consumer from seeing wage growth because businesses don't see the need to, to do it, you know, are the Feds going to stay back and, and hold off? And I think everyone's just waiting to see what the Fed says about that.
2: Any other thoughts or any other projects that you're working on at briefing.com that we should be made aware of?
1: No, no, I mean things are uh you know like I said everyone's basically tied to one thing. We're all Fed watchers today and we're all okay. Fed watchers next week because the the employment numbers come out next week and and that's really it is. Everybody, you know, is looking to see how the Fed's going to play and you know the data is now how does it impact the Fed? You know, and and, that, and that's really all it is.
2: It's interesting. Do you think we should be Fed watchers because I've never actually met a Fed official in person and I say ridiculous things like uh, Janet Yellen's kind of hot for a Fed Reserve member. Um, I see some ridiculous things to try to get people into the idea that there are bankers and they're basically making decisions on the cost of money, and yet I've never met a Fed official.
1: Yeah, I I don't like I always said to myself that uh, I never wanted to be a Fed watcher. I never wanted to be someone that that looked at the verbiage of a statement to find out what was you know a different adjective this month versus three months ago. You know, trying to you know to piece together a picture of what the fed is looking at you know i always wanted to say you know things are going to be moving based on what the data is and you don't need to be so concerned on what the actual people are saying but what we've been seeing lately is that you know the verbiage is important because the fed has been you know itching as we've been saying to raise rates even though the data has clearly been soft so you know that that's the the hard part about what's going on that that's what's frustrating is that you know, if the Fed was going to move based on, you know, some sort of variables, you know, kind of like, you know, almost like saying the Taylor rule, this is what the Fed's going to do, here's the here's the the equation, the equation's going to spit out a number, and that's what the Fed's going to do. That, to me, is, you know, it's simplistic, but it's preferable as a, an economist to at least figure out what's going on than trying to look at tea leaves or look at... You know, the bones that are thrown into the cauldron to see what it looks like based on, you know, some change in a a tone or of of a voice. Uh, That's very difficult, in my opinion, but that's what we've become.
2: One last simple answer, because we're out of time. We've got 10 seconds. Is it going to be a good holiday season for retailers?
1: I'm hoping so. Wage growth kind of says that it's going to be slow. You know, I think retailers are expecting something strong. Uh, we Thanks. haven't seen you know, a big move in consumption, so it's possible that, you know, that the little bit of heightened savings that we've been seeing for this year is going to be uh, relaxed yeah. in the fourth quarter, but we'll find out.
2: Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rose, and the one the only chief economist at briefing.com, an excellent source of financial information on global and domestic markets.